Hello? Yeah, how are you? Hey, bro. I'm fine, I'm fine. fine. So, what are we talking about in this podcast? This podcast is all about how to build your best life. How to build the best life? Yeah. How to live your best life on earth. Okay, so can I start? Okay. Oh, okay. Let's go. So before we start start the podcast, I would like to introduce everyone. I'm the host. Um, On this podcast, what we talk about is bitter truth or sugar-coated lie. So it's either you choose to believe in the truth or you sugarcoat yourself in the lie. So we have our guest for today is Adil. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. So can I just give like a brief intro? Yeah. Oh, my name is Adil. Um, I'm 17, and yeah, I was invited so we can talk about the truth and expose the agendas that have been going on in the world in secret and explaining things from a biblical pr- biblical perspective and promoting the name of Jesus. So this is all we this is all we'll be doing in the podcast. But in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to build a better life here on Earth. That is something that all of us, if somebody would ask me that type of question, you'd obviously think building a better life on earth. Some people would say having good grades, having a good job and being rich. Some other people would say being positive and never giving up on your dream. But the truth is, what I've learned in my years of experience, that to live a good life on earth is with Jesus Christ. Now, you might think that I'm preaching religion or because I'm uh, I'm saying Jesus because I'm a Christian or that, or that, but it's not that. It's actually true. Now, let's look at this. I've seen a lot of rich people, people that have money, people that have all the things that a person would dream for kill themselves. I've seen people that are, that have um that have uh, families that have everything a person will be happy to have and kill themselves or be depressed. So the thing is that the only way for a person to be truly happy, the only way for a person to be whole is through Jesus. Now this might sound crazy but it's the truth. Jesus fulfills you in and out. No matter who you are or what you've done, if you want to live the best life and the best version of you is through Jesus because the peace and love you will receive from the Lord will be incredible. You will not be able to explain it. Science cannot explain it. It will be more than the chemicals that your brain produces for you to feel feelings. You cannot explain it. You will just feel this incredible peace. You will feel whole and you will know why you're, you're, you'll know your purpose here on earth. I'm telling you, it's the most fulfilling thing. And if you know your purpose, and if you know what, what what you're here for, you can fulfill your destiny. And you will live the best life a person can. It won't be easy. You'll have some bumps on the road. The enemy, your adversary, will try to push you down to the lake of fire where he's going. But the best thing you can do is fight and fight, man. Fight and fight. That's the advice I give you. In my small amount of life that I lived until now, Jesus Christ is the only way that I've... That's my point of view. The only way that I, I've been truly happy is with Jesus. So yeah, that's it. That's my point of view. Wow, that's very good. Thank you very much for your reply. You know, actually, yeah. to comment on what you said, mostly what you said is right, yeah. Actually, you know, we are all human beings coming from God the Father. You know, he has given us a time period for us to live our life. And in that time period, we have the... the gift of choice where we have a choice to choose what we the way we live our life the things we do or whatever we do but apart from that we have a purpose okay we have a reason why we are here and everyone knows that we didn't come here by mistake you could have been born in the 1600s you could have been born in the 1500s but if you're born at this particular time which you know is limited it means you have a purpose. It means it's something that you have been caught here for. And the only way people find that that purpose in life is by you know by making many mistakes. But you know, as a Christian, 
and artistic Christian, which is a more defined part of Christianity, I've come to realize that if you want to find your purpose, you have to be focused. I mean, you need insane focus on God and on the Holy Spirit. When you're focused on God and, and on the Holy Spirit, God will show you your purpose. He will give you a clear, defined statement why you're here and what you have to do on earth. You know, if you read the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, going down to verse 5, okay, but I'll start from verse 2. It says, do not conform to the teachings of this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Okay, if you go further, it says that then you will know the reason why you're here. It means that God has a purpose for you, okay? And if you read the book of Jeremiah, it, 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 it says that I knew you since, where, since when you were in your mother's womb. That means he kept you in your mother's womb. And if you're reading through the book of Genesis, you will see how God was doing this, you know, like when Jacob got married to Rachel and, and the other wives, yeah. He purposely yeah. the stomach. Russian. Is it Russian? Okay, but so he has he, like everything is in his control. He controls everything his own way. He has so much control over the world and everything. But our purpose on earth is number one. As a Christian, you have a purpose. You have the like you got the obligation to serve God in spirit and in truth. That means you have to grow spiritually. The number two purpose for a Christian is to let others know the word of God. Let others become, let me say, you have to bring others to Christ. Those are the two main roles of a Christian on earth. But you know, most people don't actually do that. But you know, there are also other blessings that come to play when you do these things. That's why God says um, in this word that he has blessed us with every kind of thing. But he said, he told Joshua that if you can read this book very well and write it on your heart, then you will be successful in whatever you do. Whoa, that was deep, especially when you're pulling out the scripture in the Bible. So yeah, that's yeah. that's it. The Bible is not is not only a spirit. It is a spiritual book, but it's actually a guide to live a better life. Now, yes, a lot of people usually say the Bible is just a book full of do's and don'ts, full of rules. But if you do follow the rules in the Bible through Jesus, you will feel clean. Imagine living your life knowing that you 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 will live clean, far away from drugs, far away from the influence of alcohol, pornography, and all that type of stuff. Now, I'm not saying that you'll be perfect. I'm not saying that you won't have temptations, but things will get better for you eventually because Jesus does free you. Jesus does free you from all these chains, from all the chains that bound you to darkness in the kingdom of darkness. So yeah, that's the secret to having a good life through Jesus Christ. And Actually, I can never complain. Let me let me just make a comment on the Bible. Okay, the Bible is not really just any kind of book. You know, most atheists, most religious Christians, most let's say people from different religions. In fact, the world is at, at last they consider the Bible as a religion. But the Bible is just let's say a holy book because when they when you see it being called the Holy Bible, it means it is holy. It means when you're reading the Bible, you don't read it with your normal mind. If you read it with your normal mind, you won't understand it. And if you read in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, God wrote, like he, he told Isaiah to write up, said, I will bring up my word and people will not understand what I've said. He said, even the wise will not understand. Even the wise will not understand. Even the poor, the rich, they won't understand the, my, the, my, my word. Okay? But I will give you the spirit. I will give you the spirit to be able to understand my word. It is hidden in the Bible. So when you see people complaining about the Bible, about talk about the Bible, it's because 
they're using their own brain to understand the Bible. The Bible has to be read through the lens of the Holy Spirit. It means it is the Holy Bible. That means there's something else that you need to use to understand what is in the Bible, or else you won't you won't understand anything. You you'll just be reading the book and you won't be able to apply the rules and the goals and, and whatever that has that is hidden in that book to succeed in your life and to fulfill your purpose. So the Bible is, is, is a very big book, yeah, and it's not about reading the whole book, it's about allowing God to use you through His Holy Spirit to direct you to the particular path that affects your life and you focusing your, your mind, your brain, your soul and your body to align yourself so that God can use you to accomplish your purpose on earth. It means the Bible is big, but you don't need to know everything in the Bible for you to, let's say, you don't have you don't have to know each and everything word in the Bible because that's the people that become scholars. Mostly in the Bible, we call them the Pharisees because the Pharisees they need to, they need to know Moses, but yet they still when when God came because the whole Old Testament was prophesying about Jesus Christ, right? But even when Jesus Christ came, they didn't know that he was Jesus Christ. That they, they didn't know that he was the Christ that was being prophesied in the Bible. Because what? Because they lacked the Spirit of God. They were just reading the Bible as a book. And that's why they conspired against God and they destroyed the God that they have been waiting for. So the Bible itself is a very, 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 let's say, sacred book. But now people just take it for granted, and that's why their lives are messed up. So go on, again. Yeah, it's true. People's lives are messed up because of being stubborn. Now, through the year, uh, through these actually months in quarantine, um, I I, I made I, I made a lot of research on the Bible, and if you now, what I've learned uh, from the Bible in my research is the Bible is the most accurate historic book I've ever seen. Now, when I mean accurate historic book, I don't mean historic book which says George Washington was president, etc., etc. I don't mean that type of thing. I mean it's in literally every story in the Bible can, like most of them can be confirmed. All of them can be confirmed. So I'll start from Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, we all know the Sodom and Gomorrah. If you don't know, uh, God's destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone and sulfur uh, from the sky. And if you go, Sodom and Gomorrah is actually a real city. If you go to Sodom and Gomorrah, I don't know. I think it's next to Jerusalem. I think in real life, here in real life, if you go visit the city, you will see that you will, the first thing that you'll find, you find the whole, bro, like it's like the whole land full of brimstones on the floor. Rocks with burnt marks. You'll find rocks literally like you can go to Sodom and Gomorrah right now. You'll find full of rocks with burnt marks. That's the first thing that you find. Now, the craziest part is here. Sulfur is the element in a periodic table, right? Scientifically, yeah. the purest form of sulfur is 48%. E in volcanoes, the purest form of sulfur is 48%. The sulfur they found in Sodom and Gomorrah right now here in real life was 98%. How crazy is that? The purest form of sulfur was found in the city God destroyed with sulfur and brimstone in the Bible. Like literally, if you go to Sodom and Gomorrah in real life, you'll find burnt brimstone and sulfur on the ground and full of ash. Science cannot explain yeah. that, bro. Sulfur does not rain from the sky randomly. Fire uh, rocks that were burnt does not the cannot rain from the sky uh, randomly. Why is science not talking about that? Why why are not the scientists talking about this? They don't care. The agendas are keeping this a secret from the people. Even in the Bible, it says that uh, I think it says that Sodom and Gomorrah worshipped fake gods, right? Like sphinxes and all that type of stuff. If you go to Sodom and Gomorrah, you will see these statues, these remains of statues. You'll see these sphinxes. If you go there, you'll see these sphinx-like uh, statues. They're a bit old because like what thousands of years old but you'll see these statues that look like sphinxes so number one they had they worship idols it's been confirmed the statues the sulfur that was found has been confirmed the brimstone has been confirmed and there's a lot of ash on the ground 
why isn't uh, why aren't scientists talking about this bro this is incredible this is proof that literally god exists and that he did destroy sodom and gomorrah because just the fact that the purest form of purest form of sulfur was found in the same city the bible says god destroyed with sulfur i don't know what else would convince an atheist i don't know man this is just incredible this is proof the god is real then go for Noah's Ark. Uh, Noah's Ark now I, I I didn't make a lot of research in Noah's Ark but they said that they found um, remains of his Ark in Turkey if I'm not mistaken and they found in in that wood uh, pieces of wood that they found they said that it was evidence enough that uh, the wood was years old enough to date back to the to the flood so there is proof of the Noah's flood there is proof of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and if you look at the David King David in the Bible if you go to um Jerusalem and uh, their world heritage sites here right it, um, if you go there if you re- read from the Bible I think that King David had tunnels under Jerusalem right now yeah. it, uh, like before people discovered those tunnels in real life they thought that was just a story from the Bible but archaeologists found those tunnels you can actually go check it out on the internet in Jerusalem or you can go to Jerusalem yourself and get a tour under those tunnels I think there's a wall that says King David is the king uh, saying that he's the king of Jerusalem so basically this proves the existence of David meaning that Solomon existed and etc etc then the existence of Jesus is so obvious um the first thing that uh that they found one of the first things that i am fascinating we all know pontius pilate right pontius pilate was that the guy yeah. in charge of the romans they found a rock in jerusalem literally but there were writings on the rock do you know what the rock said pontius pilate then it was a bit old and they confirmed that the rock was thousands of years old so pontius pilate did exist like it's in the bible meaning that jesus did exist and the craziest part is here If you go to the to history the emperors of Rome knew about the crucifixion of Jesus they talked about it the leaders of Rome because they wanted Jesus crucified the leader of of, of, the, of Rome that was in I think Pontius Pilate was in Jerusalem he used to he sent letters to other leaders in Rome you can actually go fi- actually historians found those letters like confirming those letters were written Jesus uh Jesus from Nazareth was crucified like we we confirmed his death and this and this the the letters between the exchange between roman leaders were found so me basically that proves jesus existence not only that but there also 500 witnesses that saw the resurrection of jesus like there literally 500 written witnesses people that literally professed that they saw jesus resurrect so i can't Literally, uh, people can't just deny these facts. People can't just deny these facts. And archaeologists, there are a lot of uh, archaeologists that are the that are proving the Bible every day. You can go to YouTube and search this, bro. This is crazy. They're literally proving the whole Bible by finding artifacts. God is helping them. God is leading. Uh, even if some of them don't believe in God, I think that God is actually leading them to find these artifacts, proof, so that people can wake up. Literally. And the other thing is in the book of Isaiah and other parts of the Bible before the before Jesus came into the world there were verses that literally described what Jesus went through 300 years before he came to the earth before he came yeah yeah so, you know everything was a prophecy yeah exactly in, you so know, if you read in the book of Matthew Luke and, and John right I think it's for gospels is it five or four for the gospels yeah I think it's four gospel yeah. I mean like four gospel A- anyway like it doesn't really matter. But you know every single thing Jesus has did he make sure he tried to he fulfill the promises of the of the prophets of the old like the prophecies of the prophets concerning his life. So that means everything that was in the Bible and is in the Bible right now is something that will happen that has happened is happening and will happen so the world will come to an end very soon and pretty much these people that don't believe in god they will see the, the dark side they will see the day of the lord because when the day of the lord comes he will destroy everything and today i was reading the bible against like Isaiah. yeah it was saying that 
Jesus Christ, when he will come back, he will judge righteously. Like, and he will punish the wicked so badly. Then yeah. he will raise the, the poor, those that have been passing through hard times, those that have been suffering, and he will take them to his kingdom. There's a lot that the Bible talks about which people don't people don't focus on. Exactly. Especially in the book of Paul. Talks a lot about people that will be. Well, Paul, the, well, I, I forgot if it's Colossians, if it's Ephesians, or Romans. But Paul writes in one of the in one of his books that like adulterers, homosexuals, the sexually immoral, liars, uh, with people that do witchcraft, etc. Sinners, you know, sinners, lukewarm Christians and backsliders that don't repent will not enter the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's in the book of First Timothy chapter one. Yeah, starting from verse five, going down to I think verse fifteen. Yeah, just around there you see it. And also, it's in the book of First Romans chapter one. Yeah, also going to verse two, where he he talks about those people that do not enter the kingdom of God. Because you know, he was trying to bring out a point, but he kept on repeating that these people, these people, these people won't enter the kingdom of God. Because, because I think back in those days they had this more of like prosperity gospel where people just think that they can do whatever and they can blame God with their, their sinful life. Yeah. So he was always out straight up to be like these people, these people that do sexual things, that lie, um, lie, steal, kill people, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, the, the main purpose of us living this life at this time, because after this time period, which we don't know, we will have to go back to God and give Him a perfect account on how we live our life. Oh yeah. So if we are here, it's because definitely. Of, you know, like by what by living a life that will please God, by doing more for God when we are alive than when we are dead. Number three by doing more for our family, by doing more for ourselves, and by changing the world in a way that can post that can positively impact people and make God proud. So exactly. it's something I developed I think some days ago, you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, we having twenty four hours in a day, yeah. We have twenty four hours in a day. And most of that time, we spend it on sleep. Yeah, for those that are going to like do are working, they spend like eight hours to ten hours at work. Yeah, and you sleep for eight hours. Yeah, so eight hours at work, eight hours for sleep. That's sixteen hours. How many hours yeah. do you have left? You have eight hours left. That's true, man. So, what if? What if, as a Christian, you want to know your purpose, you want to know why you're here, you want to go spiritually, you want to have a better life, you want to have money, you want to have all these things that you that are the blessings of life. Yeah. What if you could allocate that time period for yourself? You have yeah. 24 hours in a day. God is calling us to give our tithes, okay? But not really in money, but in time. If you can spend 2.4 hours, that's like 10% of your time on God, it will drastically change your spiritual life. Exactly. That's true. 2.4 hours, that is 24, um, 2 hours, 24 minutes. It will drastically change your spiritual life because if you're doing that every single day, it's just like going to the gym every single day. For 2.4 hours and listen in a particular muscles within the period of one month, that must must have matured, and you see how it will expand. Yeah, man, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Also, let me just, let me talk about something else. Yeah. What if you could spend 2.4 hours on yourself? Yeah. What? What did you say? 2.4 hours. Okay, you want okay, right? Like before, I said you could spend two point four hours on God, right? 
And the rest for God, hey, he would change drastically, bro. You would be spiritually strong, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like we're talking about the hours. Not, yeah, okay. Just go on, just go on. You definitely be strong in God, bro. Take hours and hours um seeking God and praying. Like it's not about the time. I know time you don't count, but you the more you spend, the more spiritual you grow. And yeah, yeah. you're right. So if you could spend 2.4 hours for God, okay, then you could allocate 2.4 hours for yourself. Let's say you want to be, let's say God has called you to become a pastor, right? Or God has called you to become a, a footballer. You need time for you to practice yourself, to improve your skills, to learn more about that, that subject. Okay, so what if you, you could spend those 2.4 hours, at least 2.4 hours on that su- subject where you are trying to like develop yourself, you are trying to like meditate on yourself, reach your goals, trying to bring out a strategy and trying to create a game plan concerning your life, you know, think about your life with those 2.4 hours, it's very essential in life for, for people to spend time on themselves because you know there's this um stuff which i always hear in this motivational talk um, from this motivational speaker they say what do you think about yourself when you buy yourself because most people in life they spend time they give their time to everything to video games to friends to parties to movies definitely everything yeah, all these things to take your time, but you never spend time on your soul, on your soul. This is your body, your soul, your soul. You never spend time on your soul. That is why you're frustrated, you're broke, you're depressed, and all these things are happening to you because you don't spend time on yourself. You spend time, you, you're like, you're selling your soul to all these things in, in, in the world, and you never have time for yourself. So it's, it's really crazy because, you know, with, with all these high-targeting advertisements, the hyper-sexualization of heat to the movies, to video games, to movies, to series, and to all these ads that you see out there. People spend more time on their phone than on themselves, than on prayers, than on doing high income activities. True, true, true. That's very important, especially in quarantine yeah. where people like are trapped at like, home. It was so worse. It was so worse. Because, you know, people didn't, they weren't going for jobs. So, they, you know, I saw a study they said that most people in America, the percentage of people that sat at home and watch porn and all the stuff, you know, increased. And, you know, during that time period, most people die from depression, loneliness. You see, because they have never ever had time to be on themselves. So the so the minute they kept them, let's say, locked on time, they started feeling bad about themselves, and some some of them they committed suicide and they died, which is crazy. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that people have to learn, you know, like you in, in, in particular and those that will be watching this podcast in the future. Learn to spend time on yourself and develop yourself. Because, you know, if you by yourself and you're thinking about yourself, there are a lot of things you can do. Let's say you're fat. Let's say you're overweight and you want to lose weight. If you're spending more time on yourself, you will come to realize that. You come to realize, like, you know, because you're having time to spend on yourself. But if you're spending time on video games and your 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 mind, your attention, and everything is focused on, on those activities, so you, you you can get overweight and fat, and you don't even care because you're not seeing it 
as is, like you're not seeing the necessity in, in you thinking of yourself. You know, God has given us this container called our body. Yeah. Our body, our yeah, our body contains our soul. So we have the right to take up this body because on the last day he will ask us, "What did you do with your body?" Because when I see people that are being depressed, that are trying to like look like something that that they are not like trying to like stick their bodies, stick their boobs, trying to like enlarge their body parts, or trying to like instead growth hormones on their body to look different so that they can please the world in different way. It's crazy because God knew how he created you. He knew that okay, that you're like this, you're black, you're your fair skin, your light skin, whatever. You're short, you're tall, all those things don't even matter. It's because society has created, let's say, the perfect picture of a man. They have created the perfect picture of a woman. They think that for a woman to become beautiful, to become very beautiful, she has to be tall, she has to be sexy, she has to be this, she has to be that. For a man, he has to be tall, he has, has to be muscular. And they have made the whole world to be focused towards those things. So people are losing their minds when they see people that are like that. That nowadays, girls nowadays, they feel so depressed that if they don't wear makeup on their face, they think they are very ugly. It's crazy. That means they have low self-esteem. They don't believe in themselves. They, they don't believe that God created them perfect. Because in the Bible, it's written in the Bible that God created all his creatures perfect. He said, this is okay. I love what I did. And he rested. Yeah, on this day. But now, <clears throat> the world nowadays, people think that if they don't wear makeup, they won't look beautiful. People think that if they don't do a breast enlargement, they won't look good. Because they're trying to like paint a fake picture to, to the world. And at the end of the day, these things end up destroying them. Because they, they have the pride of the body, the pride of the flesh, the loss of, of, of the flesh, the, the things in life that won't even help you in any way. So it's pretty much um, something that we have to really work on, you know, by trying to build high self-esteem because every person in life who is very successful, I mean, all these successful people that are made in life, that watch on videos, they have extremely high self-esteem. You know, they have tried to create a life around routines. Yeah, and discipline that they, they are highly they are so disciplined they have routines they have a bunch of stuff that they always do they have goals and everything these are stuff that people have to focus on in order to live their best life on, on earth so can you comment on that Like, Are you there? No, I like to first um go back to that part which you talked about people spending more time on the worldly thing wor- worldly things like on your phone, living the way you want, rebellion against God and such. So there's something that you should like all of you the viewers should know and listeners should know that like the more you sin, the more you, you sin like for example I'll use myself in this example. You think that living this lifestyle of sin and the lifestyle that you want, you want to, that you that God still loves you, that you don't need to repent, that you don't need to change, that Jesus died for your sin, so it's okay. Trust me, it will not be okay because every sin, for every sin you commit, there's a consequence. Especially for me, I am I I, um, I, I was recovering from backsliding and. Sin was, I was, like, sin destroyed me, bro. Literally, like, every, t- I had emotional problems. I, I was paranoid by, I, I, and, I every, and I had an obsessive mind. Like, everywhere I went, I thought people hated me. I had emotional problems. I think I had depression, too. And I had everything I wanted. I have a great mother. I have, a, every, uh, I have um, all the material stuff that 
a person my age would want, but it didn't fulfill me. I needed God in my life, so it was tough because, uh, to return because of my sins. You know what I mean? My sins. The sins that you commit, you might think it's just one sin, two sins, but there are consequences for sins. Trust me. You, not only do sins bring pain, but in yeah, death. That's right. Sins bring death, I swear. You might think that God will just restore you like this. That depends. If, you, you, if you're a person that is lost, and then the, for the first time you find Jesus, okay, God will take you. But if you're a lukewarm Christian right now, if you're that type of person who knows Jesus is real, but you live the way you want to, or you 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 know that he's real, but you just want to rebel against him. You don't care. Trust me, your sins will bring consequence to your life. Trust me, I've been through this. You will feel great pain all the time. Those sins will haunt you. Every time you go back to God, you you'll condemn your your heart will condemn you, bro. Trust me. So stay away from sin. Try your best. Like the reason why we're telling you to stay more time focused on God is because when you read the Bible and pray, it's not about religion or action, but like if you read the Bible, for example, you're keeping yourself, your eyes from all the darkness, darkness, because the Bible says that your eyes, right? If your eyes are full of darkness, if your eyes uh, are, are full of darkness, your whole body's full of darkness. If your eyes are full of light, your whole body's full yeah. of light. So, yeah, so when you look at the Bible, you look at light and you're filled by it with light. Even if you're just reading or reading uh, 30 minutes, I would I would suggest uh, meditating on the word of God, reading the word of a part of a passage in the Bible, um, thinking about it and thinking how to apply it in your own life, then apply it. That's what I started to do. But yeah, praying, on the day, uh, never cease prayer and keep reading the Bible. That will help you. And the more you... Keep living by the spirit. The more you will desire to read more of the Bible, the more you'll desire to pray. And if you have a heart that does not desire God, if you have that type of heart which you don't feel guilty for your sins, don't worry about the feelings. God will restore you. The emotions are not important. Emotions, you're not guided by emotions. Don't worry. God will restore you and all those feelings of peace will return to you. So sin, will, so stop sinning. Like literally, I'm not saying that you'll be perfect obviously but these type of sins that you can avoid like keep on avoiding god spending hours and hours on video games trust me as a teenager 17 now but uh, most of my teenage life trust me it will destroy you i play a lot of video games i made a lot of bad friends i used to swear a lot i i, I used to swear a lot like you don't understand hours and hours insulting my friends moms and uh, we insulted each other because of a stupid video game Try for the language, but it's the truth. It's a stupid video game. Try for the language, but yeah. It's just that if you waste time on these things, like Joseph said, if you do activities that are not productive into your life, you'll just be wasting time. And then the day that you open your eyes, you'll regret for uh you'll regret that you waste the time. Like literally, the time you have now will um is precious. And one reason we're living on borrowed time, the world is ending. God is giving people free time. Honestly, if God is so merciful, he's giving us free time. Like literally, the time we're living on is not our own, but of God. Really, God is giving us more time to change. So today's the day of salvation. You should, if you're hearing this and you need to be saved, I, I, I advise you to turn to Jesus right now because, because time is running out. Like literally, now is not the time to play video games because bro, these video games will just make you play, 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 play until the day which is too late. In the judgment of God, if you rejected him here on earth, he will reject you in His in the judgment. He will say, depart from me, ye who, who do iniquity to everlasting fire made by the devil and his demons. And these will be the worst words you'll ever hear in your life. God doesn't want you to go to hell. God wants you to enter his everlasting kingdom. And in fact, God, God doesn't even send you to hell. You send yourself to hell because God is not responsible for your actions. God is simply the judge. He sentences you. He gives you what you wanted. If you want to live a sinful life, you'll go to hell. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I don't make mistakes, that I don't, sometimes I don't go to YouTube and watch worthless videos. I do. But my advice to you is don't make the same mistakes I have in the past. Don't waste time. Even if you're young, you're 14, 13, that type of excuse I've heard a million times. Oh, I'm 14, I'm 13, I can play video games. I'm, I'm young, there's no such thing. When you're 12 years old, you're responsible for your sins. When you're a child, okay, God gives you that pass because you're a small child. 
But when you're 12 and upwards, I'm sorry, but you're responsible for your sins and you should know how to manage your lifestyle. You should wake up. You should grow up. Doesn't matter how old are you right now. If you're 14, man, what it matters is inside of your spirit, your immortal spirit. You should be focusing on that because if you let sin take over you, the flesh will make you go to this deep spiral of sin. You, you'll develop horrible habits like pornography, swearing, aggressiveness. Like I did bad things that you wouldn't even imagine. I, I when I was like I was I was so evil that my one of my friends told to me, "Bro, deal. You're a person from God. What happened?" So I said, "You can keep your gods for yourself." I told the person to keep his gods for himself. Like I literally rejected God in front of a lot of people. So yeah, that's what sin does to you. So you should listen to my friends just as advice. Like literally, don't waste time. The more you waste time, the more the devil will have more influence on you. You might think that the devil cannot control you because you've never sold your soul. Blah, blah, that's a lie. The devil cannot control you, yes, because you never sold your soul, but you'll still be serving him because the Bible says you have two masters. I, you cannot serve both because you will love another and hate another. There is no third option or middle option if you spend more time on video games you're serving the devil if you spend more time on the bible and prayer you're serving god and trust me reading the bible is not horrible or boring like people say the more you read the bible the more you will like it i swear i went to the point i was in a point where i was addicted to reading the bible now when i mean addicted and not in a bad way but like you will want you will desire the bible even like you'll desire to know the word of god even more more and more it's fun trust me the word of god is fun it, it gives you this yeah it's so fun bro like literally because you're hearing you're hearing the good news that god is here for you that he loves you and won't abandon you how is that not fun it's fun i'm uh, literally i'm saying like knowing that thinking about that his kingdom thinking about how you you reign and you'll be your god for eternity and you'll be with him forever it's incredible and then these things if you apply them to your life you will see a big change people around you will start to notice and you can even influence other people to change too because people will be inspired by the way you've changed even quarantine this time the government i don't know this pandemic i won't call it a pandemic i'll call it a pandemic this is planned obviously now this was planned but in every bad thing there is a good thing this pandemic is a perfect time yeah. to reconnect with god trust me you're at home most of the time most of most of people have a Bible at home, I think so. Or you have you can install the Holy Bible in your phone, or you can order a Bible. Same thing. Um, especially for me as a teenager, I I do online schooling for a bit of hours. Then I have the whole day available. For you teenagers my age or younger, I advise you to seek God. Don't be an idiot. Don't waste your time on video games like I did. I did. Don't waste your time on stuff that will not be fruitful i'm telling you you will regret it in the end it will be the worst mistake you've committed don't you don't want to spend the rest of eternity regretting for a mistake you did tomorrow is not promised you will you can die tomorrow but if you're breathing right now it means god still has a plan for you if you're breathing right now it means that god still wants to use you you still have a purpose in this life which you don't know you need to find out you need to find out by praising god by turning into a true christian and pursuing jesus you'll eventually know your purpose me and joseph already know our purposes because jesus has revealed this to us so you should do the same thing you should change i'm not change to jesus no i'm not telling you to go to religion i'm not telling you to go to church every sunday or whatever that type of stuff or oh, where you were baptized as a baby i'm not i'm not preaching religion i'm sorry Religion is uh, is from the devil. It's from demonic stuff. It's not religion. It's a relationship with Jesus. It's not about if you go to church every Sunday. It's not about if you do this. Do it's not. It's not about doing. It's about. It's about. How can I say living under grace? About having a relationship because God is our Father. The the thing is that if God is our Father, and He loves us very much that He gave His only begotten Son to die for us on the cross. Why shouldn't we love him back? Like, honestly, we should love God back. Now, how do we love God? God, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So the best thing to do is create a relationship with God. Ignore the people that say you need a good church or you're not a good person. That is a lie. You're not, you're not justified by your works. You're justified by faith. Remember, grow your faith in God by reading the Bible and praying. Grow a relationship with him. That is the thing. That is the advice I give you. Don't waste time. So that when Jesus returns... 
he will take you to the bima seat where with that's the judgment seat of Christ where he will give you a reward and then you will in heaven you will remember that it was all worth it it was all worth it it was you would see you in heaven you will say oh that was worth it because in this life you can have a couple of years but in heaven one billion years is nothing one trillion years is nothing eternity is forever imagine forever exactly forever and forever so let me just comment on yeah. about living a spiritual life with god you know once you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior his spirit comes immediately into your heart okay and just being yourself is different it's something that no one can explain only you yourself can explain because you know you're feeling renewed you're feeling like you're having a new mindset you're having a new mindset you're having a paradigm shift your thinking is changing you start having more more love more passion for the things of god and through the spirit if you allow the spirit to continue it will direct you on what you have to do how you have to live your life and the fact the thing that you have to do but you know this is the problem here right now you know most christians okay they're still being they're being limited by this religious belief you know when they accept Jesus Christ as their son, as their Lord and Savior, they get the gift of, of the Holy Spirit. But they come to this point where their belief, their limitation, fight against God. They fight against God. And that's why you see them backsliding. You see them backsliding. And some, sometimes you see them, they even reject God because they don't know their so they love their things. They love the things that people are doing in this world. They love smoking. They love sex. They love going to clubs, and you know. So now they look for an excuse to make the Bible, to make the picture of God look wrong. Because like there were some times like where I went on Instagram and I spoke to people on Instagram. They told me that the Christians before that now they don't they don't love Christians because of one of one because of one or two things which don't even make sense in the first place. But you know it's really crazy with, with, with the way people are have decided to live a completely selfless sort yeah, of style. Definitely. Okay. So the point is that you know once you get a gift of the uh, the Holy Spirit, which is a proof. Because the the Holy Spirit is a proof that God's mark is on you. If you read the book of Revelation, from Revelation, I think from seven to eight, yeah, they are once you serve the devil, once you take the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast will be on you forever. Yeah, there's no forgiveness. Once you take there's the mark of God, yeah, the mark of yeah, the mark of God will be on you forever. So God has His own mark, and God has His own, and the devil has yeah. His own mark. Okay. So on it right now, once you accept Jesus Christ as your son and, and as your Lord and Savior, God will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the mark to prove that okay, that no, that He is with you. And the Holy Spirit is God. Anything that you listen from the Holy Spirit is God speaking through you. Because people have have this belief that they believe that the Holy Spirit is not God. You know, whenever you go to church and you see a pastor do these miracles and, and do all this stuff it's from the holy spirit it's from the holy spirit and it's the same thing that each christian has once a christian accepts god as the lord and savior and as you grow stronger in the holy spirit you are able to do those things that the holy spirit can do yeah okay? but first first off okay the first mentality that i changed as a spiritual system was that belief that that God doesn't talk to everyone. Yeah, that's... You know, when I was growing up, yeah, when, when I was growing up and I was going to church, what it was was that, okay, God God calls you, let's say, God can call you to be a pastor and that God only speaks to pastors, to um, prophets, you know, through... So, they make it in a weird way the the society, the people, have to always beg the pastor you know for prophecies for miracles okay because they believe that these people are, are, are holy people then we are like sinners okay that god will always speak the truth then to us 
which is wrong. The mediator between you and God is Jesus Christ, and He has given you this spirit. So if God wants to speak to you, He will speak to you through the Holy Spirit. It's just for you to connect yourself with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. But this is the point where people don't get it. Okay, they're still living in their like <clears throat> they're still stuck in the sinful life. So they have these issues with the Holy Spirit. They can't change uh, this mindset. True. So once we change the mindset where people believe in God in spirit and in truth, they serve God in spirit and in truth, God will speak to you through the truth. He will speak to you through the Bible. He will speak to you through many, 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 many ways and means. And that will renew your mind completely and you will see the world with different vantage points. Yeah, so that's it. You're saying um the Holy Spirit. That's true, and that that's another thing. Here in my country, people are like, oh, we're taking our family members to the great prophets in the church. That's one thing that bothers me. There's no such thing as uh that pastor is better than everyone. No, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. You can cast out demons, you can cure people if you have enough faith. Because faith, obviously, God has given uh, everyone um, a, a, a different measure of faith. But he has given all of us enough faith to heal and to speak in tongues and to do all these things these pastors can do. They're not more special than anyone. So, yeah, here in Africa, it's, things are like bad. People are depending on these pastors. Now, look, these pastors said they could do anything. Look, we're in the coronavirus pandemic. Where are they? They're hiding. They're not healing anyone. So, yeah. The best thing you can do right now, the best thing you can do right now, if you if you know that you can, this is for people that already know their purpose. If her purpose is preaching, I advise you to go street preach, man, or go to YouTube and make videos because don't let the pandemic stop you from completing your destiny. You can even go check out cool. some videos on the internet. Of right now, Christians are being persecuted. Yeah. Christians are being persecuted right now. There's this guy uh, from Christ Forgiveness Ministries called David Lin. He's being persecuted yeah. by the LGBTQ community. And the, the funniest thing, the LGBT community are crazy. Like, I'm not judging, no offense, but it's literally true. They promote, they say that you should, everyone should be accepted and that they should, um, you should love everyone. But they're actually screaming at Christians. They're persecuting Christians. Now, if they don't like the message, we Christians have to say they can move along. Because they remember, religion and freedom of speech is a human right. Having sexuality, yeah. uh, because nobody asked them to preach their, their, their sinful ways, their lifestyles. They force their lifestyles on us. They go like, okay pride parade blah, blah we're gay and we're happy okay you're gay and you're proud whatever we never asked you to do that but you're doing it we're free to also oppose you we're not even opposing we're trying to save you christians tell the truth to the gay people they tell the truth to the gay people we tell the truth to the gay people. we said that you need to repent and if the gay people say that the bible is a fairy tale book and whatever that our god is imaginary why do the gay people get mad if they know it's fake, why do they get mad? Because inside their hearts, they know the bitter truth. They know that what they're doing is wrong. But people love to live in a reality with sugar-coated lies. A reality where everything is perfect, you can sin, God will forgive and God loves you. That will take you to eternal fire. Not one sinner and not one sin will enter the kingdom of God. So remember... Right now is the time. If you're alive right now, if you're hearing this, if you need Jesus, search him. It's it's not very difficult these days. You have a lot of YouTube videos. Um, you can or you can just you can just you don't like being saved is not difficult. Trust me. The first time that I was saved, you I was as you simply kneel down, you cry to God, you you repent, you confess your sins to Jesus, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you believe in your heart that He died for your sins, He resurrected on the third day. And you're safe. That's it. You don't need to sacrifice anyone. You don't need to do bad things or to prove to God that you're good. Nope. From that point, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The uh, promise God that you'll see with the Holy Spirit, like Joseph said, the mark of God will be sealed with it and you'll be in the book of life. And then you will be growing spiritually from there on. You'll, you'll beat the enemy of the devil. You're growing spiritually. So yeah, don't let the world push you down. 
to the pit. Trust me, because the, uh, uh, right now it's no joke. We're we're at the end times, definitely. We're the we're at the end times, and I feel in my heart that something is coming in 2021. Even the Jewish rabbis, the Jewish rabbis in Jerusalem, said that they would announce their Messiah next year. We all know that this Jewish Messiah is the fake Messiah. The real Jewish Messiah is Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, who came 2,000 years ago. So this Messiah that is coming to the earth is actually the Antichrist. And even, like, this is crazy. The Jews did announce that their Messiah would be revealed next year. So meaning that the book of Daniel will be fulfilled next year. Or it is being fulfilled already with the Abraham Accord, peace tree, the Arabs and Jews. You can even in the book of Daniel it says that they'll have a peace treaty, then sudden destruction will fall upon them. If I'm not mistaken, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they will be. I I really think that the uh, the Arab people will not um be with the peace treaty. Like they will say yes, but then they'll go create war against the Jews, and then the Antichrist will come in interfere and say, okay, I can help you guys again. You know what I mean? So this is it. Right now we're in the end times. Definitely, me and Joseph, if we survive until like the end, maybe we'll be killed for Jesus because that's going to be the faith of uh, all the Christians. Um, a lot of people say Jesus will be returning before the tribulation. I don't know. I think I, I think Jesus is going to return after the tribulation. And the reason why I think that is because if you check in the Bible, all the apostles suffered. All the apostles were killed for Jesus. Every prophet in the Bible spent a whole life being rejected by the world suffering i don't uh, i don't think that we're just gonna get an easy rapture and then it's gone i think we're gonna have to go through a lot and yes there's also a bible verse that says that jesus will uh take us from the world so we cannot stay and while he the world will be tempted and tested something like that but there are also uh, also other bible verses that say that jesus will return after tribulation something like that but that's a lot of that's a Christians are talking about right now on YouTube. Um, I don't think it really matters if Jesus will return before or after tribulation. Focus on yeah. growing spiritually. Don't focus on when Jesus will return. It doesn't really matter because Jesus said he will return in a time nobody expects. A lot of people are expecting Jesus' return. I believe that he will not return now, but in a few years. But the day is coming. The day of, a t- the day of judgment is coming. And the day Jesus returns... Um, well, if you reject him in that day, he'll reject you. You will see him return. He will not come and collect you. He will take his people and push. He's gone. And you'll, you'll see the most beautiful thing ever that day. Everyone, like the Bible says, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord and every knee shall bow down. That is the truth. Every knee shall bow down and every tongue shall confess Jesus is Lord. Even the sinners will confess in the judgment day. They will know who is Lord. They will know. That day is coming, friends. That day is coming. The day the uh, of judgment is coming. You, you're not even, you, you don't even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow. You can die tomorrow. And when you die, your battle is over. There is no do-overs in life. You only have one chance. If you're still alive, God is keeping you so you can repent. If you have repented, you have Jesus in your life, then congratulations, you're saved. Um, just keep going spiritually. That's my advice. I'm not a very big, big spiritual person. But I'm growing spirit. I'm trying my best to grow spiritually. That's the advice I give you guys. Fight the devil. The devil right now he's in quarantine. Like I don't know uh, if Joseph is going to the same thing. Like the devil is attacking me with like a lot of temptation. He's trying his best to destroy me. Like the devil is. Uh, yeah. he, he, that spiritual yeah. warfare is more intense right now. These demons. It's more intense. It's more intense right now for Christians. You know. I'll just give like a, like a little bit of my scenario, you know. The first thing is that, you know, the devil tries by deceiving you, by bringing people around you that will deceive you. So he brought some of my followers, which is um, Black Lives Matter, you know. People have deceived me about white Jesus, black Jesus, white Jesus, black Jesus. I'm like, yo, the time in which Jesus first lived, there was no reason. So please don't put this Jesus in this white and black Jesus. So Jesus first for everyone and there's no there's no limitation there's no like okay it is our god it's like it's not for the israelites it's for everybody so don't put us in this black and white jesus stuff or the the people that because they, they always be like okay the government is using the agenda to deceive us about christ 
but you know the issue is that they can't break my bond okay they can't deceive me without story because you know i've seen jesus christ okay i've seen jesus christ i've seen his power i've i've used the power of god and done miracles in my life and even when i'm helpless so i've already passed that limit where people would just tell me any kind of rubbish and think that i'll believe them so when the devil struck the that he couldn't get to me that way, he started attacking me spiritually by sending demons to my dreams to come and try to like rape me, to try to like to, to scare me off, you know, and all this stuff. But you know, I use the power of Jesus Christ, who is our Son, who is our Savior and our Lord, to destroy those demons and I send them back to the Abbey and that from then it's just in a battle a battle in which we are fighting because we have to keep fighting this battle to even live there. We are Christians. We, we we have to understand that to be a Christian is not this easy life because you know yeah. I've seen a lot of people that are they they think people who can easily just live comfortable and they're just fine. Okay, we 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 serve God. No, Christians is about just an easy life. It's something that you have to do practically. Like you have to suffer. You have to the pain of being a Christian. That's why most of these Christians that have died, like the, the, the real ones that have died, all these guys like, um, I can't remember yeah. their names, but you know, they passed through a lot because they went to the street to spread the gospel, to spread the gospel. They went, they did more for Christ, they, they gave tithe, they gave offerings, they sacrificed their own time, their life and everything. These are things that you can do that they can do because I believe that you know in the country like America if Christians they really 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 you know if they really feel really the love of Christ and the passion of Christ for what they have done for us they would have gone out to the streets and preached the gospel to these people that are atheists and all these guys and they would have broken some because some of them they're not able to because they like to be they're just looking for somebody that would really talk to them and change their hearts. It's, it's simple, but you know, people don't care. They try to like create this division where okay, like okay, we are Christians and you are atheists, and we have this freedom of, of, of choice and, and, and all this stuff. But we are called to do more for Christ when we are alive than when we are dead. That's why time is very short. Okay, because when you go in front of God, go go like, what did you do for me? What did you do for me. Ah, yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's gonna happen definitely. He, you asked you. So, can you remember the day, the, the time where um, Hezekiah, the, 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 the king, Hezekiah, the king of Israel, when he was about to die, you know, he was sick and he was going, he was going to die. So, God sent a prophet to Hezekiah to, to tell him that that he would die very soon, that he should put his house in order, that he will not get, he will not recover from the heat. What did he do? He turned his head to the world and prayed to God. He called God. He's like, God, remember what I have done for you, for your sake, for your sake. Remember what I have done for you. I took down all the altars, all those fake gods. I brought them down. I killed them. I did people. I persecuted those um, witches and wizards. I did that for you. Then God remembered what he did that he had done. And God sent the prophet back. said, Told this guy that he has 15 more years to live. I think, you know, there's a part in the Bible where it says that whenever one Christian, whenever somebody completely changes, so let's say he was a pagan, he becomes a Christian, that there's a celebration in, in, in heaven, right? Do you know about that part? That whenever somebody becomes a Christian, there's a celebration in heaven that the angels are, are happy, they're singing. They're happy because the prodigal son has come back to the father. So we are called, it's very us that we have seen the light of God, like that we have seen the truth about Jesus Christ. We have seen the, the, the love because <clears throat> the gospel of Jesus Christ is based on one thing, love. Love. Love, you, you have to love God with all your heart, all your body, all your soul. 
and if you really love somebody, you will die for the person. It means like you're willing to give up every single thing that you can give up to make sure that you do like that that you achieve whatever the person wants to do. So we have to prove out that love. We have to shed the love in the world. We have to help people. We have to help the poor, help the orphans. We have we have to help. It doesn't matter like it doesn't matter about the region. We have to help people from different regions. We have to share the word of God to them. Talk to them about God. You know, I feel like God is God is really out to give the street to those who can really use it. You know, if you do more about preaching, if you do more more about sowing of seed, not really sowing of seed, but you know, if you have this passion for the word of God, to preach the word of God, the kind of spirit that will come upon you will be different from the other 